I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. From Auburn University, Bulls Jackson. Via Skype or whatever is Ryan Starrett. Hi. Hello. And uh, also here, the AU Chief. You're correct. Goodison Park time is 2.39 a.m. And we're still top of the league. This is the Everton podcast, right? <laughs> the world is weird now, guys. Everybody hurts. Everton's the Braves are winning playoff series versus the league. The Braves in the playoffs. And Auburn cannot get it done against Georgia. Did, did you have to rub it in with the Athens, uh, the most famous thing from Athens, Georgia? On on purpose, Chief. That was okay. all thought out. Son of Crow okay. doesn't mess around. The best yeah. thing to ever come out of Athens, Georgia is already. Whoa. Come on. This well, B-52s. B-52s are great, too. <laughs> Solid. People, people think of the B-52s for the one song. Yeah, Love, Love Shack. Shack. But that's not or Rock even... Lobster, Rock Lobster. Rock Lobster is a jam. <laughs> it is a jam. But You want to know how I found out what both of those songs were? Oh, God. Rock Lobster? Lego movie or something? I don't know. The end of uh, Bill and I, when they always did the, the songs that were parodied into being science-themed. Uh, that's they, did the theme, songs. they did the theme song for Bill and I, I believe. That's what I thought. I thought they? I, That's I, probably I why. Yeah. They were involved in that somehow. Did they? Were they involved in the Pete and Pete theme song as well? I don't know. There was some Nickelodeon show. No, Pete and Pete theme song is by a little-known band. Oh, man, I know this. I'm looking it up now, though, because... Brian, Pete and Pete was a Nickelodeon live-action TV show uh, with two brothers named Pete and Pete. One was uh, tall and uh, redheaded, and the other one was uh, short and portly. Uh, And... Uh, dressed like a lumberjack. Polaris was the name of the band. And the name of the song was Hey Sandy. And I had this song. I got this song on Napster. Yeah, I have no recollection of Pete and Pete. Well, Ryan, it was long before you were born. so. Yeah, it went off the air uh, when I was one. So. Okay, yeah. You probably recognize the older Pete as one of the McAllisters from Home Alone. Which one was he? This song. Rules. The tall, skinny, redheaded one. Gosh, that song he really looks familiar. Not Bud, but the, uh, you don't remember him from Home Alone? Hang on. Well, I'm only seeing pictures of him as an adult. So. Oh, okay. 
Oh, no, that's why I remember Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Maybe the best TV theme song ever written is Hey Sandy by Polaris for the Pete and Pete. For the adventures of Pete and Pete. This Nothing. is all we got to talk about, isn't it? Well, it should be. Why this not? is now a Polaris soundtrack theme song uh, podcast. This is now a Pete and Pete podcast. Um, the Adventures of Pete and Pete were my favorite television show during those years. Um, yeah, there's no way to really describe it instead of just like bizarro, gonzo children's television. Like yeah. There is like, no reason yeah, it it's should really have been weird. kids' um, television. I mean, I guess there's probably a lot of shows that were spawned by that kind of thing, but at the time, there was literally nothing. Yeah. Like. It was like if, uh, what was the show with, it's like, it was like if The Wonder Year, Years was written yeah. by a bunch of dudes microdosing mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or sure. not even really microdosing, just on mushrooms. <laughs> just on, on, on mushrooms. Yeah. yeah, sure. A bunch of dudes on mushrooms wrote The Wonder Years, and it became The Adventures of Pete and Pete. It was my favorite TV show. Now, um, was uh, Harry the Spy, was that like a spinoff of that? Like the Michelle Trachtenberg show that was on at the, around the same time? She was in Pete and Pete. Right, that's what I thought. But I don't think it was, yeah. I don't think Harry the Spy was actually part of it. I haven't, I haven't, Harry the Spy is probably a novel series. That Pete was, and Pete is set the yeah, time in Wellsville. Douglasville, Georgia? No. They, uh, license plates in the TV show refer to whatever state Pete Beat is in as the sideburn state. Which makes no what sense. What is the sideburn state? There is no sideburn state. That's the point. No, but, I mean, what is the sideburn state? Georgia. <laughs> Kentucky. Kentucky's the sideburn state. It definitely, yeah, yeah. That sounds definitely right. a Midwestern state, whatever Certain it parts of Wellsville were fictionalized for purposes of the show. Glurt County, mentioned in Yellow Fever, the Good and Bad Ugly TV show, does not exist in any state. Glurt County, G-L-U-R-T. It's filmed in New Jersey. Yeah. It was named, Wellsville was named after a song by a band in the, named The Embarrassment. So even the name of the town in the show was named after an alt music It's the group. most uh, Gen X kids show you could imagine. Like, Gen, Gen Xers were finally giving given some, like, creative juice and that's the show they made yeah and one of the main characters was the strongest man in the world and Artie the strongest <laughs> man in the world that's right <laughs> and he is a personal superhero for Little Pete yeah and he just walks around in like long johns and <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> does feats of strength but none of them are that impressive Oh, and Pete, uh, Little Pete also has a tattoo of a woman on yes. his arm. As a kid, I remember thinking, like, yeah. holy cow, this kid has a tattoo of a of a woman. Not like but he would, another but he would girl, make a woman. On his arm. That was the thing. <laughs> man. You should check it out. Are man. we just reminiscing about the times when we used to beat Georgia? Is that what we're doing? Oh, well, yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're, we're reminiscing about better things than that game. One of them is the adventures of Pete and Pete. <laughs> so I'll have a, I have a couple of confessions to make about Saturday night. First one is this. 
this year since the global pandemic known as COVID-19, I have decided that my mental, my personal mental health is more important than almost anything else. So there are some things that I refuse to do, and one of them is make myself be angry for no reason. And if I can limit my frustration, nerves, or anxiety, then I choose to do it. Call me a bad fan, but I watched the entire first half on mute, and then I did not watch the second half of this football game. I had no oh, reason got, to. I got better. I, I had no reason to watch the second half of this game. Yeah, we actually tied him in the second half. I turned yeah. the game off. and More said, victory, baby. I said, I'll keep looking at it on ES. I'll turn my notifications on on ESPN, GameCast. And every so often I'll just check and see if I should turn this game back on. But I, uh, I never did. I never did. Yeah. You didn't really miss much. Yeah. We did. Thank uh, you, Sarah. Wife of Crow bought me a piece of cheesecake, so I'll be eating cheesecake on the pot. Oh, man. Cheesecake. Speaking of my personal mental health. Man. Jealous. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my big confession is that I did not watch the entire – it's the first time I've really done this. Actually, the last time I really just didn't watch a game because I didn't want to be mad was 2012. So, be that as it may. Mm. But uh, But it sounds like you're not really ready to call this 2012. Not in the least. No. We didn't lose to Mississippi State yesterday, Saturday. Speaking of, uh, a year ago today, we lost to Arkansas in 2012. See – like that. That was the worst. Also, we didn't give up sixty-three points. Now we probably could have. Definitely. Yeah, could have. it it felt like it. It felt like uh, the foot was pulled from the gas. Uh, it felt like this. Georgia had Verez Ward at wide receiver on a couple plays. <laughs> you I know what you're talking about, right? I think we had Verez Ward at yeah. defensive tackle yeah. on a couple plays. Oh, was it like a? a 40 yard, just nobody covering him on the yeah. sideline, and he just stopped and, running. Yeah. It's like, ah, I don't need to catch this one. It's fine. Same guy. Uh, no, well, I won't, I won't uh, casually libel anybody at the moment. So, well, and then the Cowboys kicked off on Sunday. I didn't want hmm. much of that either. Well, that hasn't, been, that hasn't been good for your mental health for a number of years. No, you should be on. The key is, yeah, exactly, probably since Pete and Pete were on. The key <laughs> is cheap just to limit your expectations. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not panicking uh, until we lose to Arkansas, and then I'm yeah. not panicking. If we come on this podcast next week and, we have, and we're one and two, I'm going to be in a, be a lot more cheesecake. Be a lot more cheesecake. I can tell you this. We might get some listens next week, but then the week after that, we're not getting any listens. <laughs> <laughs> so, if that's the case. but There may not be a podcast if we lose to Arkansas. Oh. No, man. we lose to Arkansas, this will be a podcast talking about um, – who? what's the name of this prospect we're about to sign on Friday? We're just jumping into basketball. Already. Oh, yeah. Well, look, basketball kicks off uh, in – This is a soccer podcast. Yeah. yeah. Auburn soccer's not playing either. I know, because of the virus. Hey, but my team is uh, number one in uh, the UK. Also, think, so. our team chief, the first American with three assists in oh, the yes. top five Gio European Reina. club, Gio Reyna, for Big Foul Bay. 
Jarvin's looking pretty good. I, I got I'm, yeah. again. I'm trying to manage my expectations across the board this season. However, I think they're going to win the league. Jaden Sancho is still a Dortmund player right now, so uh, he's not going anywhere. Nope. And although everybody, uh, the, the 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 transfer window closed yesterday. Uh, Ryan is probably going hey, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and people are like, God, I can't. You know, teams are mad. Everybody's always mad on transfer deadline day. And the transfer deadline uh, or the transfer window opens back up in like two months. Right, because of the season. The way the season is. So it's not really a. But at the moment, we've got Sancho and Haaland at the attack. And and Bellingham and uh, and Giorena. Giorena is starting. Giorena is not even the. Here's the crazy thing, Ryan. You live in the United States, a country that now has a professional soccer player. Playing for Real for for FC Barcelona and Dortmund, a, a, a kid from Birmingham, Alabama started not Dortmund started for Bayern. And Bayern, we got Bayern, Birmingham, Alabama, Barca, Juventus, Tide fan though. So. And oh yeah, City West Man McKinney City has a uh, goalie from the United States. Uh, yeah. So um, how many scholarships did they turn down? Fulham has Fulham has two Americans. Well, I'm because full America. They always have an American. Uh, one of which uh, was developed by Everton, the Everton Academy, unfortunately. Poor guy. Anthony Robinson, talk, big Star Wars fan, too. I'll talk about anything besides that Georgia game, Ryan. Speaking of transfers. I'll talk about lacrosse. <laughs> we got some transfers? We do have a transfer. Harold Joyner. He's talking about Harold Joyner. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm over it, Ryan. He's in the portal. <laughs> In the portal, and that makes uh, that's my transfer portal. Each of the top four players from the 2018 class. Um, well, okay, three of the top four. I think it's Stargate, Connus Miller, Harold Joyner, all gone from the program. Uh, And then Matthew Hill changed positions. What's that? Turns out Connus Miller kind of sucks. Did he ever release his tell all about the program? Who cares? Can't wait, man. I think he was, he was, you know, dropping hints and stuff. Like nothing, the game nothing more, nothing more than I like to hear dirt from uh, people with sour grapes. You know, we should go talk to in. HBO about it. This yeah, just true. in: college football player where it didn't pan out has hard feelings towards coaching staff. Claims it yeah. wasn't his fault. Yeah. Whoa! Breaking news. Uh, did Joey Gatewood get in the game for Kentucky? Speaking of transfers. Uh, this past week, Joey Greatwood. I'm not sure he got cleared. But Ryan, that's okay. First of all, that stat top three of the top four players, 2018 class, blah 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 blah. That's kind of a BS stat. That's kind of a fake news stat. And I'll tell you why. Yes, from a statistical standpoint, it's true. However, <laughs> one of them, Joey Gatewood, wasn't as good as the other quarterback we had in. That's fine. You want that to be the case? He a better player. There's a there's a pretty large portion of the fan base uh, that doubts that uh, assumption. By the way, okay, well they're wrong. Two, <laughs> the I'm not the biggest Bo Nix fan in the world. However, it was fairly obvious he could throw the ball better than Joey Gatewood can. Sure. Two, Connor Miller turns out kind of sucks as a guy and maybe as a player. Three, yeah, Carol I'm never going to doubt. Uh, probably you're going to probably was one of those kids who came in and didn't want to change positions. But he should have been a slot receiver his whole career. 
Okay. Still could be. I don't understand why. Anyway. I guarantee you this that's the conversation. Hey, man, you are not going to play here at running back right now. Will you change positions? No. Okay, well, we'll, we'll have to see you. Man. I love seeing him out there at running back, though. He's so big. Me, too. I picked him as my, my dark horse candidate to lead the team in rushing this year because I wanted yeah. to see him. Yeah. Uh, hmm. but yes. yeah, I'm not. I'm, and, I'm and not gonna also, we recruited a better player, and we recruited a better player than him, and he got beat out. So again, yes, these guys transferred away, but they didn't transfer away because Gus is bad. If anything, they transferred away because Gus recruited better players than them in subsequent recruiting classes. That isn't a problem. In fact, that's what you want to happen every year. Uh, I, no, I think you want to have good recruiting classes every year. Yeah, and then those guys that are upperclassmen are your main contributors. But if I recruit <laughs> Ryan, if if Isaac Okoro had come in, and let's say Chuma Okiki doesn't go to the NBA draft, sure, and Isaac comes in and Bruce is like, "Look, I know Chuma's awesome. We all love Chuma. He's an NBA player, but Isaac Okoro is better." Would we be like, and Chuma decided to transfer or to go pro? Would we go? Man, Bruce has lost control of the program. No, we'd go. He got a better player yeah. in that position. I think you're being quite generous on comparing Harold uh, Joyner to Chimo Okiki. <laughs> I'm saying even in the best case scenario, when you recruit Which a great, not. when you recruit a great recruiting class every year, if you end up with a better kid, you want the better kid to play. You don't have to go. Oh, it's a failure at that 2018 recruiting class that the 2019 kids are all playing. No, we just recruited hey, uh, a good class in 19. How how many 2018 uh Offensive linemen have transferred away. That's oh, that's right. Actually, you didn't have any. Yeah. You didn't have any 2018 offensive linemen. Oh, damn. So that's a real criticism. To me, the kids transferring away, I don't count that as a genuine criticism of Gus at this point. Like Asa Martin transferring away, he wouldn't have been playing right now, so I don't really care that much. But the offensive line is a genuine criticism that is valid and like needs to needs answers. If uh, well, and let's say if. Seth Williams decided he was going to put his name in the transfer portal tomorrow. Then, then you might be a little worried, right? Exactly. That is a starter. He's he's going to be transferring to uh, the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Hopefully the Packers. Well, I bet Aaron Rodgers hopes the Packers. The Packers have no receivers, guys. Oh, and, and yet, and yet, he did was you know twenty for twenty to his running backs and tight ends against the Falcons. Someone Falcon told Falcon. me that, and this may not be wrong. This may, this may not be right. I mean. Man, if you're right, the, the, the Packers have not spent a first-round pick on an offensive skill position player since Aaron Rodgers has been there. I, except, I believe it. except in this past draft class when, when they, they drafted a quarterback. quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. They drafted. <laughs> God, that is wild to have. A, yeah, because, yeah, all their guys, all their receivers are always just dudes that, like. That no Aaron Rodgers make look really good. Yeah, and uh, they, I mean. They went without a running back for like two years. I mean, Randall Cobb was really good there, but yeah, how was he not a first round draft pick? Is a good question. Because he was a man yeah. uh-huh. in Kentucky. I guess because he didn't have a defined position, right? Is probably what it was. Uh, but yeah, he single handedly made that Kentucky team good. Well, do you guys but, want to talk about wait. basketball? Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, right. the Georgia game. We're not talking about the Georgia game anymore, right? I don't want to talk about this. Anymore. I don't it's over. I mean, 
I mean, we stank. Uh, the I guess we could boil it down into like two minutes here. How about that? Great. The Georgia game. Tank Bigsby uh, is awesome and should take all yep. the running back snaps. It should just be more than eight carries a game. Yeah. There we go. I'm, I'm with that. Uh, I'll, I'll give the, my seal of approval to that one. Because uh, I think he was, uh, he also had seven catches for 68 yards. And two of those catches went for zero yards, but he saved 15 yards on a sack each time. I'll go yeah, further. If right. anybody besides Tank Bigsby, Anthony Schwartz, or Seth Williams gets the ball, it's a wasted play. Or Eli Stove, but Eli Stove wasn't out there. Yeah, right. especially yeah. Eli Stove's hurt. Sean Shivers is hurt. Um, I mean, I, that's true. I, Sean Shivers was hurt. We almost got a absolutely beautiful JJ Pegwee's catch, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just oh, big man, man laid out for it. I wanted he to got, get that so bad. He got slammed in the head too by the uh, Georgia defender. He had a Shocker. He had a catch on that on that tight end screen where he released too early. And I, in the first quarter, and it made me so happy only because he got the ball. Yeah. So I'm happy it's to awesome. know that he it's awesome. continued. If we're losing Harold Joyner, I'm glad we've got this guy. Uh, I think it's safe to say that uh, the only way that we're going to have real success this year is if we have a lot of improvement uh, on both lines. Uh, that's really yeah. where it all started. Uh, if that gets fixed somehow, I think the team looks – all the other things that look bad don't you don't even notice them anymore. Right. Um, and uh, hopefully there's a plan for that. I personally I think picking five offensive linemen and going with those guys and letting them make mistakes and doing it all together is better than not letting them get settled at all and just moving them around. Uh, and defensive line I don't really know how to solve that problem. Um, We've had this before, even when we had better guys in there where we were having trouble getting pressure. Um, and uh, maybe we'll get that figured out. Uh, maybe it won't be a problem against the lesser teams uh, like Arkansas, the Mississippis, et cetera. But uh, that's really all there is that we can do is hope that both lines get better. That's pretty good analysis, Chief. Hopefully let's uh, stop making defensive line and play offensive line for us. Just a future well, goal. That's a, yeah, that's not a, sure what we can do about it now. But yeah, for, as of today, the only goal is to just get better on the offense and defensive line, and get healthy on the secondary and backfield. Yeah, and not get your best safety ejected in the yeah. first quarter. That was annoying. I mean, it was targeting, but it was yeah annoying. annoying. It's annoying that you get thrown out for targeting because it doesn't stop anybody from targeting. So. Also, not a huge fan of your already thin secondary having starters on special teams, but yeah, that that was a uh, that was my uh, big my, my first red flag in the game is I'm like, why is the, like our best? Well, that's an old Urban Meyer thing. Yeah. Urban Meyer used to have starters on special teams left and right. I was I'm, mainly him like taking special teams seriously was what he would say. I miss when we had guys like underclassman Craig Stevens on the uh, kickoff team uh, and the the punt return team. The, that was great. Gunners, just dudes yeah. that are not going to get a lot of playing time. Otherwise, just out there gunning. I like it, but not Smoke Monday, please. But at this point, maybe that's all we got. Maybe that's why he's out there, because we can't trust other people to do the job, and then that's a problem in and of itself. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> Frank Beaver was that way, too. He put stars on the special teams just because he he was a special teams coach who yeah. also they had to play offensive defense. 
those Virginia Tech teams were wild back then. And it was like he focused more on practice on special teams than he did on the other parts of the ball. I like that didn't hurt either. Freaking basketball. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's coming 50 days away as we record this. Inshallah. Might be three days away from a best high school player we've ever signed. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. For a minute one. at least. It's possible. What's that? That's since the last time we did this a couple of months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With Sharif. Uh, well, unfortunately, I don't think we got that guy last time we that, talked about it. No, Sharif was the best. It's currently the best player we ever signed. And if, J- if J.P. Thor hadn't reclassified, I think he would have ended up being the best player we'd, we've ever signed. But he reclassified. That's so right. All went away. Um, I think uh, I it, here's my issue with basketball recruiting now. It's uh, now I feel about it like I do football recruiting in that I, it's hard to get excited uh, when guys commit because you used to in basketball if guys committed. It usually it, you could count on it sticking and now with the in, the G League in play uh, until they sign that I, I'm not even sure if they can't just go play it even if they've signed a national letter of intent to play uh, they, can. they can yeah they absolutely can that's what I thought so the, until they step on campus and start practicing here and yeah. then play a game maybe <laughs> it might not be a good idea to get excited yeah I don't can... imagine the G League's going to be poaching people off active rosters right no but uh, it's a bad look for the G League. Yeah. However, the G League is going to run out of guys. Because apparently, based on what I've read, the G League is not assigning an infinite amount of dues to fill roster spots. It appears they're just populating one team. Yeah. Like one team of high school recruits called right. like G League Elite. Yeah. Like you're not you're not so he, we're not competing with him going to go play for the Fort Bend Skyhawks or whatever. It's yeah. either he comes – or the Mad Ants. It's either he comes play for Auburn or he goes plays for this G League elite team. And, and they're not even playing like a, a real G League schedule, right? It's like some other exactly. kind of thing. They're, they're playing they're almost like – It's yeah. like AAU. Schedule. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically they're going to get paid to play oh. – they're getting paid like $150,000 to paid practice. More to play. Yeah, I was about to say, paid more to play AAU. They're getting paid uh, hundred fifty uh, grand to go practice with NBA coaches, with NBA yeah. scouts and coaches at every single practice. It's basically draft prep is all it is. It's a, it's a year-long paid draft prep. I am curious ball. if we start, like after this has gone on for a year or two, if we start to see some of the guys that maybe would consider going to the G League consider staying in going to college for a year and being that, you know, all over ESPN, being a campus right. hero, being the big shot. Yeah. I think Kentucky's still going to get dudes. Like it depends, that. man. Like, if you're Zion. Some guys are going to want the money. And that's, like, if you're Zion, if you're Zion Williamson, you can need to go to Duke. He had a million Instagram followers before he signed with Duke. But did he need to go to the G League either? I mean, he didn't he need to one. get hurt at Duke. You I think get he, was, hurt. he did. He still went number one. I know. I think he was is probably, like, uh, if that injury had been a little more serious, that would have been way worse than going to get paid one hundred fifty thousand dollars in the G League. Yeah, he could still get hurt there, though. He, and the I, G League games are all on ESPN as well. I think he may have gotten a little more than one hundred fifty thousand dollars to do what he already did. <sighs> true. But I said maybe. I didn't say he did. This is not libel. Nobody come after us. Well, he tested his agent or someone testified that he got paid. To go yeah. to Duke, so you're not even liable. Yeah. It's been set under oath. Well, I just said I, I I put a number on it. I don't know right. the number. You know. 
I yeah, think, he definitely. I think a guy like Zion Williamson would choose the G League only because it goes ahead and speeds up his time yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, he's like I, I imagine they get to like meet with teams throughout the year instead of in that like they get little to window. Practice, they get to practice unlimited amounts of hours as opposed to in college. You I wonder. I wonder if if this had been a, a normal year, if they would have played in the summer, like had a, a whole summer league team. They would have been a guys. summer league team. Absolutely, they already said that. But so. like, and that's the other thing is, are we going to sign a kid when our um, are we going to sign a kid? When, if he goes to the G League, they don't play any games. Like they haven't yeah. announced the G League's having a season. They right. canceled last season halfway through it. So, yeah, and, and I mean, honestly, it'll hurt these guys. That that'll hurt some of those G League guys that went that way, just to have a whole year. Well, not no one's playing. no one's done it yet. Right. So first crop the G League guys will play their first G League season this fall. If it happens. If it happens. And any, those guys will be, they'll find something for those guys to do even if there's not a G League season, I I assume. Yeah. They'll play scrimmages. Five on five on ESPN. Or they'll they'll scrimmage some NBA teams. Yeah. They should hopefully go be Team USA for the Olympics. Oh, that'd be a good idea. Well, actually, that could be the uh, U18 team. Well, I mean, like, the problem with the Olympic team is that it never, they don't practice with one another. Right. And so we didn't even win the last World Cup of basketball. And we had yeah. NBA players who got beat pretty right. embarrassingly. We would like to do that. I would like to see that happen, a team that actually gets to practice with one another. Okay. Yeah. So, like quick game real quick? Okay, yeah, quick let's, game. Let's do it. We're talking about basketball recruits. Uh, can y'all fill out the top ten all-time we've, Auburn basketball recruits? We've done this game on this show. I know. We, no, we've done it with football. We've done we've it with done basketball. basketball. No, we top haven't. Top ten basketball recruits. Yep. Because Kervani uh, Barber is top ten. Yeah, Vot because he was an All-American. Okay, so Sharif number one. Vot is T four. Horace Horace Spencer Akoro. is the fifth highest recruit we've ever had. Horace Spencer is the tenth recruit. Okay. Uh, Okoro. Okoro is number three. Uh, Chuma. Chumo Kiki is number six. That's five of them. Uh, so we're Mustafa Heron. Mustafa Heron's number two. We're missing tied for four and five. You're missing T four. There is so there's no number five. There's two T okay. fours and okay two T six. So you're missing T four, seven, eight, and nine. Is it? It's not Jared Harper. No. And there is this since they've done recruiting? This is since 24-7's done recruiting. Oh, okay. Is T.J. Dunnans uh, so on since that 2020, list? Or since t- 2000, roughly. Is oh, yeah, T.J. Dunnans on that list? T.J. Dunnans is not on the list. Oh, I guess it doesn't count because he's Well, he was a Juco guy, so is he was killing a free Is Kenny Gabriel on that list? No. Um, missing one pretty obvious one, I feel like. Pretty obvious. Austin Wiley? Austin Wiley yeah, is T.J. Yeah, Austin. Okay. So you're missing number seven, eight, and nine. Um, it's not Bryce Brown. Is it like Frank Tolbert? It is a point guard and two power forwards. Is it Frankie um, Sullivan? No. Oh, uh, um, um, Quantes Robertson, Tony Douglas, Marco Killingsworth. Are they on? Neither one. Oh, I, they may be before they were ranking basketball. Yeah, before guys. they were ranking guys. Um, 
Because Marco Killingsworth was like a huge deal signing. Yeah, he was. Um, um, seven, eight, nine, huh? I'll give you the card? years. Class of 2010, class of 2017, and class of 2020. Chris Denson? No. No, I, honestly, I'm not sure that the class of 2010 player ever actually played for Auburn. Boba Garcia? Yeah. They're like three people laugh at that show. Oh, Jack Jack Purchase? Is he on there? No. <laughs> uh, uh From the class of 2020, the number seven all-time recruit oh, Auburn's ever JT signed. Thor? JT Thor. Yeah. From the class of 2010, the number eight recruit Auburn's ever signed, Luke Cothran. Does that ring a bell for y'all? No. I don't think he ever played for us. Oh. Luke Cothran. No. Would have been a Barbie recruit. Yeah. I feel like that would have been wow. a big deal for, for Barbie to get a four-star. But... Auburn can't, fans weren't paying attention to basketball. And the point guard, number nine, class of 2017, Davion Mitchell. Ah. Oh. Still kicking Before yeah. Sharif Cooper, Davion Mitchell was the best point guard Auburn had signed. In the 24-7 wow. rankings. Hey, he's, well, getting, it, he's getting high praise. At the, that's bearing out. He's doing yeah. pretty good at Baylor. They they're might have won that, the whole thing this year. They're saying he is in practice right now. They're saying he might be the best defensive guard in the nation coming up this year. I believe it. As a true freshman, I mean, he was awesome here. I wish he had stayed. Last year's team would have been like, unstoppable on defense. Yeah, I don't think Cothran ever stepped on uh, on campus. Um, I'm reading a Skarbinski article about that now. Skarbinski? Yeah, that guy. Anyway. Kevin Skarbinski, Ryan, used to be all over the boards back in the day when I used to watch the boards. It was, and on both boards, Alabama boards hated him and the Auburn boards hated him, which meant he probably was writing the truth. Or was just trolling. Luke Cothran originally signed to play at Auburn, and then he well, went to UMass. Sure. And then he ended up at CSI, and I, I don't know what that stands for. Miami? College of Southern Idaho. CSI yeah, College of Southern Idaho. That's what I'm looking at right here. Uh, I didn't like the – after they left Las Vegas, all the <laughs> CSIs were terrible. No, no, man. Miami's the best. No, they're all because, bad. No, Miami's the best because it's the worst. That's is what's CSI Miami the one with Cool J? No, Miami's no, the one with the guy with the glasses. The classic, like, yeah, yeah. the meme. Horatio. Yeah. The problem with those shows is that they're each, they're individually horrible. They're yeah, horrible Old in people ways. cannot stop watching them. So, CSI Miami is horrible because they have all this technology that does not exist in the show. Yeah. Like, like just Enhance. wild, yeah, yeah. Enhance, Enhance that picture. Enhance. Yeah, it's a uh, really bad CSI New York is bad, in its own because it had these like wild storylines. Right. But it had Gary Sinise in it. He's a good actor. Uh, he was he was the main guy in it. And uh, no, I think uh, Ryan, you're thinking of NCIS New Orleans or something like that. Uh, okay. I think that's the one with a little Cool J in it. That's a Original NCIS is a good show. I will stand by that. That's a Belisario. He also it's not a good show, Ryan. Ryan Quantum Leap is a show starring Scott Bakula, that uh, where uh, a guy figured out how to leap through time, but there's one caveat: couldn't control it, so he just kept leaping 
through time to different points. He'd have to solve a problem to keep the time stream from falling apart. Don't really know how... That's not really explained. No, uh, that, there's a lot that of science much. in that show not explained. Uh, he solves the problem to keep time the time stream flowing right, and then he immediately leaps somewhere else. Had a catchphrase, oh boy, that was his catchphrase. He would he would figure out what was going on wherever he was that he leaped, leaped to. He'd say, oh boy, uh, and then uh, that'd be the end of the episode and the start of the next episode. Ryan, when we start explaining shows like Quantum Leap to you, do you tune out, or are you like, oh, good, I'm being told valuable information about maybe uh, need to I'm usually tuning here. out, yeah. Uh, had you ever heard of Quantum Leap until we I've heard it? of it. I don't, oh, okay. I was not familiar with it. It's a I great heard. show. It's no Quantum same of guy. Solace. Uh, well, same guy is the showrunner on NCIS. So there you go. I don't know. CBS. I haven't been able to watch hours upon hours of reruns on USA, oh. you know, before and after the Notre Dame game. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't really know about Quantum Leap. Guys, CBS is the worst television network in America. And yet, somehow, it really it's the is. most watched TV show. It is. TV network is. in America. Uh, the, they have the single worst show on television, which is Big Bang Theory. Young Sheldon. Uh, I would double, I would uh, well, double down well, Young Sheldon. Right. Off, off the air now. It's off the air, so Young Sheldon has taken the crown. And it is also the most watched show on television. Uh, I don't know about Young Sheldon. Big Bang was. Oh, uh, it was all over Europe. In they every did have nation. the best. They did have the best, uh, like, well, oh. not game shows, but Ryan. Like, oh. oh, come on! No, no, no! They pioneered Survivor and Amazing Race. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of any of those kind of game shows. So, no, I mean, the, Talk, you're hitting the wrong crowd here. Not, not yeah. anymore. But 20 years ago, no, never did. No? The only good okay. game show CBS shows is which SEC West coach is going to be fired next. <laughs> yeah. The, they show uh, it at two thirty every afternoon. Yeah, it might be Jimbo. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> God, that was gonna, that was probably the, the high point of five million dollars on it, during a pandemic. Uh, no, they can't. Now the price that of oil the, is what it is. That was yeah. the high point of Saturday. Was uh, immediately Alabama jumps off to a fourteen zero lead. Texas A they they screw around. Texas A and M ties it up, and then Alabama just boat races them the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Just seeing Jimbo just have. No answer on offense. Because at XAM, Chief, the price of crude is directly related yes. to their boosters. Right. Being able to pay Jimbo's salary. Yeah. And so they ain't paying that thing off. Not right now. What are they gonna do when Ryan is president and we go all nuclear? They're not gonna they're not gonna be able to have a team. <laughs> no, that's too bad. They're gonna go back to the Big Twelve. <laughs> Darn. Hate it. Uh, no, in Texas, it would be like the first state to adopt all nuclear. This state has done nothing but whatever the energy source is, we are going to have it. Yeah. We got all the wind turbines you can ever imagine. We've got all the oil. Yeah, so, somebody's got to refine that uranium. Yeah, it's going to be down <laughs> here. Be Texas. I'm sure there's some room out in West Texas to store it. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. We are at 38 minutes. And 57 seconds. Taking a break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we are back. We are at the 39-minute mark of this wonderful television. A wonderful television show. I mean, wonderful like podcast. That. Lord of mercy. You're still listening to this. Thank you for your patronage. So, uh, if, if you're feeling down about this game, go, everybody go watch. Uh, just fire up whatever TV uh, you got. Go to On Demand. Watch What We Do in the Shadows. Great TV show. It's hilarious. It's good stuff. It's, uh, it's, if you like, do you like mon- mockumentaries? Sure. Do you like vampires? Yeah, sure. I can do that. Hilarious vampires, I should say. Do, not, does uh, Abraham Lincoln show up at all in this show? No. To no. slay the vampires? No. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, Ryan, you should tell your wife. Here's, I'm going to give you this. I use this line on my wife every so often. It works one tenth of the time. Tell her that if she was president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. Oh my God. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I feel like you got that line from. Uh, Wayne's World. It's from Wayne's World. Okay. Okay. Nine, nine out of ten times you get an eye roll, don't you? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Or most. Of, I was. She was like, I'm was in the middle of the sentence. It's usually what I get. <laughs> now, guys, what are we? Who are we playing this week, Ryan? What can we tell? What can you tell us about them? Is all we're going to lose? We are playing Arkansas. The Hogs. <sighs> Not Hot. feeling so confident. Uh, at least compared to where it was a week ago. Hot off a win against Mississippi State. My buddy who lives in Fayetteville said they are selling Arkansas versus Mississippi State t-shirts with the score on it like hotcakes at every store in town. I bet. You lose, was their it, first SEC win in three years. Is it 20 depressing. games? 20 straight conference games they lost? Depressing. Depressing, depressing. Shout out to Crow who did, uh, did predict this uh, result. Oh, yeah. Mississippi State is going to be trash. And this year, no, and I think the they're going to beat. I think they're going to beat another team that they shouldn't. This season, that's just how Mike Leach rolls. This is, season is, it us? is weird. You I guys. don't know that we we qualify as they shouldn't. After the Georgia yes. game, I said on the Slack over and over again, this season is weird. No games, and I, I, I I'm going to tell everybody on the podcast right now, nothing counts at the end of each game. Wipe it out of your memory because it will have nothing to do with your next game. Nothing counts. That Mississippi State LSU game did not count. LSU will look much better. Mississippi State will look much worse. Look what happened against Arkansas. Look at LSU last week. Everybody is going to be different week to week because we're holding guys out from practice. We are guys haven't practiced together at all. You got a bunch of freshmen who had no spring and no fall camp. It is a weird year. Nothing is right, and nothing should count. Well, I, I think uh, to that point, I think you're seeing what a brand new offensive line looks like that did not have any live snaps in the spring, uh, and, and not very many in the fall practice. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, they weren't going up against Eric Brown and Marlon Davidson in practice either. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think about halfway through the season, we'll start seeing a little more consistency from week to let's, week with let's teams. Hope so. 
but I don't. I I just mean teams in general, not not necessarily Auburn. But I think no. Crow's right. Like right now, uh, well, you've got people playing real teams where normally they would have just been playing a directional school uh, at this stage in the season, not necessarily this day, this time in the calendar. Um, I mean, we're two games in. Uh, you know, sometimes maybe we would have played somebody good, um, but I, you know, we beat that. Oregon team, and that might be our best win of the year last year, um, uh, other than the Alabama win. Um, and I'm not sure that that Oregon team or us really played the same way as we did the rest of the year. So it's just interesting uh, how this season will play out because of how weird it is. Mm. Crow, I asked you a couple weeks ago who the Arkansas quarterback is. Do you remember? Please be Franks. I do remember. There you go. Yes. There you go. Had a decent little game against Mississippi State. Uh, 20 for 28, 212 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I don't think you can judge how any offense performs against a Mike Leach team ever. Because generally everybody's going to do pretty well on offense against a Mike Leach team. Sure. Uh, in comparison, KJ Costello from Mississippi State in that game, uh, you know, Mr. 623 yards uh-huh. in week one, uh, still threw for 300 yards in this game, but had 59 attempts, and his adjusted yards <laughs> per attempt was 3.4 against an Arkansas defense. Um, whereas, for comparison, Bo Nix's adjusted yards per attempt was 3.3 against Georgia. Both yeah. absolutely horrid numbers. Oh, yeah, that's real counts, bad. But, you know, one was mm. against Arkansas and one was against Georgia. One's also running the air raid. <laughs> the straight-up air raid. Yeah, sure. One, 14 uh, points against Arkansas is way worse. And, yeah. uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Even if we win, if we don't score more than three touchdowns on Arkansas, uh, we are in trouble. That's how I feel about Certainly. it. Certainly. Yeah. Um, we've got problems, I should say. We should have the talent advantage at every, every position. Yes. Here. Right. You know, not to say that our offensive line is Although, necessarily better than their defensive line, but I think we yeah. have the talent advantage. Right. Just on paper. Yeah. Uh, well, and we've got a lot of bad tape to look at to try to correct some problems now, too. Indeed, so. we do. <laughs> indeed, we do, Chief. Uh, I think I, I was thinking during that Georgia game that not just for us fans, but I think also just at, for the team, that second half against Kentucky sort of papered over some issues and maybe deflected some corrections that may have needed to take place. Like scoring um, eight points against a Kentucky defense in the first half that yeah, Ole Miss right. went and scored 42 on the next week. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, maybe we can. We've got enough tape now to uh, figure some things out. We also, I think, it's pretty clear that Tank should be our uh, running back. Uh, I know I mentioned this just in the off season. I don't know if I mentioned it on the pod, but I, I know I've talked about it off air a lot to various people um, that Gus's penchant for taking about four games to figure out who his running back is uh, doesn't need to take four games. 
this year. In a 10 game season. That's season, not yeah. ideal. Yeah. Um, because it gen, like pretty much every year it takes him that long, unless he's got somebody like Carrion Johnson returning. Even in 2017, you had right. the, the, right. the uh, Clemson yeah. fiasco. Yeah. So, gee. I mean, that, that's essentially what this was if we're hopeful, right? Yeah. This was the Clemson game. Look, we new offensive have, coordinator. We always have a new offensive coordinator, like god awful offensive line play. A quarterback that's running for his life. Um, and I think that's yeah. everyone's frustration with Gus is that it's not nobody, nobody can really, with a rational brain, argue with, against Gus's highs because they are pretty amazing. They're beating the number he's one team the, in the country. Nobody the else against Alabama. Like, yeah, exactly. Of anybody. But the problem with Gus is his lows are lower than. Auburn fans want Lowe's to be. And it's and it's this really best record against Alabama compared to any other team and a worse record against Georgia than Will Muschamp. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. And, and it the mistakes and the lows feel the same. Like it's the same. It's the sort same of game. You see the same game over again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're in purgatory. When a bad uh, Gus game happens, you can kind of tell it's happening pretty oh, early you on. Could, you could tell real early on Saturday. And when a good guest game is happening, it really is like he has a game plan and if his game yeah. plan is working this game is going to be a blast. And if his game plan isn't working, it's not working from Jump Street and it's going to be bad and get worse through the end of the fourth quarter. But anyway, we got these two coaches that really want to beat Arkansas bad on Saturday. It could be a bloodline. And a quarterback that's pissed off about his performance. Yeah. And an established running back, finally. And a, and a quarterback that plays, he's like a different dude at home. He plays really well at home. So. He's aside, a young quarterback. It'll happen. Yeah. Uh, aside from most of the Georgia game last year. <laughs> Gosh, the Georgia game last year, again, Harold Joyner catches that pass. Oh, that's, that was on. a bad pass, though. The Gus Malzahn nah, story. It, 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 was a, it wasn't. It wasn't a no, great pass. It wasn't a bad pass. I mean, it, it wasn't a good pass. pass. It wasn't a good pass at all. It was Bo Nix's fault. Yeah, but, but it hit him. It should have caught it. It hit him. Had had Harold Turner catches if he if that pass is better. Let's put it that way. If that pass is completed, the Gus Malzahn legacy is. Remember that comeback in 2019 versus Georgia, number yeah. one. Because we win that game. Game's out. We win the game. Well, that ties the game. Yeah, but the momentum is completely sure. in Auburn's favor. Sure. Right. They just come back. If Auburn back. wins that game, uh, you're basically looking at 2017 or 2019 being a repeat of 2017. Right. Without winning the division because LSU goes undefeated. And Gus gets a five-year extension. <laughs> and we are pissed off this year. Yeah. They give him $85 million guaranteed <laughs> for five years. <laughs> Uh, Gus is here's the funny thing about Gus's contract is if the coronavirus doesn't happen, I'm convinced that the coaching carousel this year, the contracts that would be getting signed this coming off season, would have made that contract look like we got him for peanuts. I mean, Jimbo's already on one. That that's what I keep like I I make fun of that and talk about how dumb Texas A and M are because they are way dumber than we are. Because they gave a guy seventy-five oh. million dollars, guaranteed. He could, 
He could have coached one day and left, and they still owed him $75 million. Yeah. What kind of maniacs do that kind of thing? And you can't now convince me they're in a situation where they just quit. So. <laughs> just show up on game days, just wear the, yeah. wear the colors. Uh, which is essentially what he did at Florida State that last year he was there. Yeah. That, that's what everybody for, seems to forget. He just kind of quit on them. Um, it's like, uh, it's like the dude that, uh, like starts dating a girl while she's dating somebody else and then expects it not to happen to him. Like, you know, speaking but, of, speaking of not quit, I feel like it needs to be said that the biggest difference between that Georgia game and most of the 2012 games that were bad as well is at no point did I feel like the team on offense at least was going to give up. I have no sure. doubt. Like I, I, that never comes in my brain. For whatever yeah. reason, the dudes play hard. For guys. yeah, it, it, unfortunately, I'm not sure if the result is any different if they did. Yeah, it, it they they looked pretty demoralized uh, in that game. And Out, could outside be, of Bo could be projecting Tank. my own uh, feelings of demoralization right. uh, onto them, but it it looked like shell shock in some cases. Um, it was, it was ugly, but it shouldn't be against a, I'll say it bad Arkansas team. Um, got the same record as Auburn. That's true. But, uh, from a talent perspective, the, our current offensive coordinator left them in a pretty bad spot. Yeah. Um, let's just, you know, cross our fingers and hope for a repeat of what was it? The 2016 Arkansas game. Just, just run for 300, 400 yards on them. Yeah, we've really spanked. Oh man, that that would be that would put a lot just, of people's minds at ease if just we just tank ran runs all for two hundred. You know, Schwartz and Eli both get you know some big touchdowns on the ground. Mark do a lot of both two carries. Carries. We, yeah. do a lot Mark of bow pow, power back. Right? Is that what we want to do? Third no. power back bow. No, back? no, no. Please don't do that anymore. We see the thing is now we've seen that we do have a wildcat this year. Yeah, dude. And his name is JJ Pegwees. That was the best. That was the best. That, look, no matter what happens, if we lose every game this year, it's all worth it because we got to see uh, Pegwees, Pegs, wow, however you say his name, at Wildcat. Hey, if that he jump, throws, that awesome. if he throws a pass, is he an automatic Piesman winner? I think so. Yeah. Oh, if he throws because a touchdown you know pass, happens, yeah, sure. He's gonna throw that touchdown against Alabama. Oh. <gasps> Oh man! <laughs> Nothing would make me happier on this planet than JJ Pegwis hitting Bo Nix for a touchdown against oh. Alabama and, for the and win. Then, and then we get to hear all offseason about, hey, maybe, maybe he should be the quarterback. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, with that, we're out of here. <laughs> oh no.